0: Hey life Church Livonia welcome 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 to tell me more I'm Alex and I'm here with Alex <laughs> you got the A-Team with you today hey. uh, welcome to tell me more. Uh, the reason we do this podcast is um, we you know we preach every week at church and we always uh, don't quite have enough time to get into some of the details behind the sermon. And we have just found that discipleship depth of maturity and relationship with Jesus does not come from a Sunday service. It doesn't come from one great sermon or a conference. It comes from all the conversation surrounding that with your family, your friends, your pastors, your parents. And so we are hoping to provide some of that for you here, because I know for me, that is how I grew in depth of maturity and relationship with Jesus through all the conversations surrounding those things on the way. And so today, uh, I'm interviewing Alex Sr. And uh, we're going to be talking about the first week of our new series. Our new series we just started is called A New Way to Be Human. And uh, over the past year and a half, we have all seen the dark side of humanity. We have all seen... um, so much brokenness in America, especially, come to the forefront through the pressures of COVID-19, through uh, the unjust racial violence, through um, the really contested and hyper-divisive political election of 2020, the list goes on. And I think all of us have been feeling like there has gotta be a better way to do this. There has gotta be a better way uh, to disagree with one another There's got to be a better way to discern truth and discern who uh, is right and wrong in these different arguments. There's got to be a better way to have relationships with people, especially people you disagree with. There's got to be a better way to be human. And um, the good news is that Jesus does offer not just a better way, but a new way to be human. And so uh, we kicked that off this week talking about the kingdom of God. And at this point, senior, I would love for you to tell me a little bit more about, um, what was, give me just like a kind of overview of the sermon from Sunday, just so that we're all on the same page. You talked about the kingdom of God. Uh, give me just kind of the, that your big idea.
1: Yeah, let's, um, <clears throat> and I'll start off and we can all, uh, pray this prayer. Jesus told us to pray. I'm going to pray and, um, and that is the foundation of everything from the sermon, so our Father in heaven, the heavens all around us, hallowed be your name, and that means may people see your name, your character, the person 's name was their character, and hallowed is may they may we see your goodness, how good you are, Lord, uh, your kingdom come, you have a kingdom, a rule, a reign, your will be done, you have a will that you want. Um, lived out on earth as it is in heaven. And we'll stop there. Uh, This is the Lord's prayer. It's in the Sermon on the Mount. And the big idea from Sunday is uh, thy kingdom come. Jesus told us to pray this. Jesus told us to pray, uh, may up there, the way things are in heaven, where God's will is perfectly done, his kingdom is lived out and his will is done on earth. May it be as in heaven. And so may up there come down here, mm-hmm. rather than us running away from the world's problems, which is one branch of Christian expression. That's been, uh, I think misinterpreted. Yeah. Uh, get me out of here. Be me up, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, may up there come down here. And here's the big idea that Jesus will tell us that, in everything, uh, we're supposed to work, pray and work for that one thing, which is may up there come down here. We're supposed to pray for it. Jesus explicitly said, may your will be done on earth. May your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. So in heaven, the kingdom of heaven, God's will is perfectly obeyed. Uh, the kingdom of earth for this time is... Uh, uh, we, there's freedom and choices and there's Satan and there's sin. And then there's uh, human free will. And, um, and the prayer that we're supposed to pray is may our wills align with your will in our life. So Lord, may your, may your will be done in my life on, uh, may your, may heaven come down in my family and in my relationships and my work in my community And may I be an agent of your kingdom. So I seek the kingdom. I extend the kingdom. I pray for it. And then I work for it. And we can expand on work for it. uh, Because that's the inference here. And when Jesus tells other kingdom parables, they're about the way we lived out. People either lived out the kingdom life or didn't live out the kingdom life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about, were there any things you had to cut
0: from the sermon? Uh, I I remember a great story you cut that was really funny about Mike Ditka and the Chicago Bears, but uh, are there any things you cut it live? It's, it's there in person or it's there digitally. If you watch (laughs) the digital one, Um, (laughs) is um, there anything you cut or wished you
1: could add uh, from Sunday? Um, Yeah. So the, the, one of the things that I think we miss in our, um highly individualistic interpretation of scripture, the Bible, God's mm. word, is um, the kingdom is the theme from beginning to end, but we mm. don't see it. We only see how God might do me some favors and help bless me, mm, which mm. God does bless those who follow. But I think we we only see scripture through the lens of our individuality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very Western American. Thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's some good things that are true there, but we miss this whole communal kingdom piece. So if I say, like, here's a question that I almost started with, and I didn't want to get into a because it would have taken the whole sermon. But um, when what was the gospel Jesus preached? Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of people here, some who maybe are new to the faith, but many maybe who followed Jesus for years. Think about this. If I ask the average Christian, what was the gospel Jesus preached? How would they answer that? What do you think the answer would be? I know what the answer is. (laughs) (laughs) What do I think people's answer would be? Yes, yes. Jesus died to save me from my sins. Yep. so Yep. So I can go to heaven. Yeah. That's not it. Not it. And some of you don't turn off. It's not heresy. <laughs> heresy FM.
0: It's heresy actually,
1: FM. So this is actually a theological conversation that's been going on for a long time. Jesus gospel. So let me read the gospel to you, okay? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in Matthew right before the Sermon on the Mount. And I had to cut this part. So the the prelude to the Sermon on the Mount uh, is... Um, Again, Matthew 1 through 3, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Jesus said uh, in verse 17, Matthew 4, 17. Well, can you pull it up?
0: I sure can, Matthew 4, 17. Um, Here we go. There we are, Matthew 4, verse 17. So what's the good news? Repent for the kingdom of of heaven has come near so
1: the yeah and now let's go um down to verse 23 what did jesus preach what good news jesus went throughout galilee teaching in their
0: synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom okay
1: so so the so this jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom that was the good news the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is available now to normal, everyday people. And what, um, what has happened is we've taken this massive gospel of the kingdom and separated it from salvation. And so um, so you, if you read uh, over and over again, when Jesus preaches the good news, the good news of the kingdom is what he's preaching all the time. The kingdom is mentioned over a 100 times in the Gospels Mm. and 55 times in the Gospel of Matthew. Mm. So the kingdom of God is the big event. It is the good news. And um, so before we get too far down the road, even though I'd love to string out the tension here, because some people have thought, uh, well, what about the gospel of salvation? Yeah. And so um, they're not separate, but what we've done is we've taken the door to the kingdom and made it the whole thing. Hmm. So imagine you have a doorway to this beautiful, expansive palace filled with beautiful, good things, but you never get out of the doorway. Right. Narnia is not the wardrobe. Exactly. So actually, that's a great example. I'm glad I brought it up. then. The (laughs) wardrobe is the gospel of salvation. Yeah. Narnia is the kingdom. Right. So you so if you're paying attention with me here there's there the there the there's not another gospel but we end up can pre, we can preach another gospel but the gospel of the of salvation is the doorway to the gospel of the kingdom and they're both mentioned as good news. Mm. But the emphasis is on the gospel of the kingdom not uh, not again because we need to be saved we need to repent of our sins but we sometimes focus so much on that people actually we spend all our time focusing on the doorway and or the the wardrobe into narnia and not getting into narnia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So jesus is saying the kingdom is so big and beautiful and expansive and um don't just hang out at the door and right the church in america i think has um uh Overemphasize or highly emphasize the gospel of salvation, which you—if you know me at all—you know which I'm is, all about, which is all right and good you and can't true. be in the kingdom without being saved. Right, but it's the doorway to the kingdom, not the kingdom. Yeah, and the kingdom of God is bigger than that. It's the full rule and reign of Jesus's King, with us living into in relationship with the Father. And with uh, all the other citizens of the kingdom, the family of God, and together we're agents of extending that kingdom. Mm-hmm.
0: So Jesus preaches the gospel of the kingdom, and then lives the gospel of salvation, so the disciples can then go out and offer people the doorway into this kingdom that Jesus is preaching. Yeah. And, um, so
1: let me ask you. Tell me more. If you, if let one me, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. So. Um so people are, are so again you're gonna see the gospel the kingdom, the kingdom. So look, so uh if we go to Matthew, let's go to Matthew five. Uh can Sorry you keep going yeah, down no. there? Oh yeah. Matthew five. Okay. So verse three says Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. Of heaven. Verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And remember, in Matthew, Matt, um, the Jewish, devout Jews did not use the name of God because they didn't want to take, break the third commandment, which is do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So they would use heaven, they'd use blessed one, they'd use all these beautiful descriptors of God, so that they might not accidentally Take So kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are the same thing, okay? Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. So if
1: we go down to verse uh, 20, um, and I'm excited to preach on this in a couple weeks. Um, For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So... Over and over again, you see this, and and it's amazing how easily we just skip over it, because we're looking for a nice feeling for the day in our devotional thought. And we're like, I don't know what that means. I'll skip that and just go for something like, the Lord's never going to leave me or forsake me, which is a great thing, by the way.
0: Yep, yep. Um,
1: So Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, um, seek first his His kingdom." kingdom. And his righteousness, and I want to come back to this verse before the end, because to me, it's one of the gifts God has for us. And all these things will be given to you as well. So Jesus says, seek the kingdom, pray for the kingdom to come
0: Mm -hmm. on
1: earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And if you're my follower, you're an agent of my kingdom. Now let's jump over, uh, because this is a part I actually wanted to include, was John 3. And this is a such... (laughs) Uh, uh. Sadly, this um, this. I don't know if distorted is a good word, but this passage is taken uh, out of context in some ways. Mm-hmm. So, the- so, you want to talk about the kingdom of God, and and Nicodemus, who's a teacher, uh, one of Israel's teachers, comes to see Jesus at night, and. Um, And so look what he says here. This is really, now, hopefully this will fit together. If we go, uh, he says, Rabbi, in verse 2, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, which is pretty good that Nicodemus sees that. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. Now, what does Jesus say? Very truly, I
0: tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So...
1: See that right there, so Jesus. So you this this is the gospel of salvation. John three sixteen. Yep. And the point is, you you can't see the kingdom, you can't enter the kingdom unless you're born again. And that word actually also gets translated born from above. Like you have a heavenly rebirth that you're born again and that's where jesus said in later in john he said i have come that you might have zoe this eternal life this god life um, and have it overflowing and so jesus came to give us this life we uh receive that life through uh receiving forgiveness of sins and surrendering our life to christ and at that point we our eyes are open to see god's kingdom and to enter into it in a full way uh, as agents of the kingdom. Pretty cool, huh? That's awesome. So, so we let,
0: often... Let me let me ask you this thing. So if there was uh, one thing, not the only thing, just one thing in this podcast, you could help our church understand about God's kingdom, what would that be? What would be just something that you feel is often radically misunderstood. You mentioned the individualization piece, and maybe it's that, but what do you feel like is, um, for the normal American Christian, the kind of biggest misunderstanding of God's kingdom? We're talking about that the gospel of salvation is the doorway to Jesus's gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that's certainly one, I think, not misunderstanding, but way we sell ourselves short of the fullness of God's plan, promises, and purposes in the world uh, do you feel that's it, or do you feel there's maybe another one
1: um I mean, if I were to help our church grow if if i if you were to ask me what's the one discipline yeah
0: <clears throat> well, that's good.
1: I'm trying to live into um, i I said um uh so pray and work uh i would i would say um so it would be ptw if we go back to the lord's prayer uh uh-huh. um i would i think we don't so let's jump back to matthew um uh 6:10 and um i to me uh the truth is this, we think of God as far off and and the Lord is with us Mm -hmm. in this moment. He's by our side. In fact, there's this great, and God wants to, um, from the beginning, we were meant to be co-laborers with God. That was how he, um, that's how he created us. And and I shared that in the sermon. It's in, uh, I won't bring it up here, but it's in Genesis 1, through 28. It's the creation mandate. And it says that God made us in his image and likeness. And then he get blessed us, which we talked about the week before. Then we have this superabundance of God's favor and grace. And that we now are agents. He says, so let them rule or have dominion over the earth with me. And we're, we're co-regents co-rulers with god not where we suddenly can just do whatever we want because some christians go well i can do whatever i want Mm because god's made me you know ruler of the earth and you know Mm -hmm. um, we're meant to be stewards with a posture of servanthood Mm -hmm. not with superiority Mm -hmm. and the simplest way to work this out that i have found is people who take this seriously so your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how do I, how do I pray, Lord, the, your God's kingdom is the place where he rules and reigns, um, where his will is done. What's God's will and how, how, do how, Lord, I'm praying you bring that will down to earth in my life, in my heart. What, mm-hmm. what does God want to do in my heart right now? So I'm praying for this. Yeah. As it is in heaven, Lord. What would it look like if my heart, Your will was done in my heart, as it is. Right. What would it look like if Your will was done in my relationship with my spouse, my wife, Mm -hmm, my my, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and my kids, and and what if we if we push this down to the grittiest place? So you're praying, but you're not just praying; you're thinking. We sometimes pray and don't think, and uh, (laughs) and it's like it's there's okay to. Surrender ourselves to that, but oh, what does it mean for God's will to be done in my on earth or in my workplace as it is in heaven? And then what's the thing I can do today to make that reality? How do I work toward that reality? And I think if every Christian took that as a serious discipline of prayer, uh, reflection, or thinking and work, uh, and uh that's because here's the point the holy spirit's active in you so you're not doing it on your own you're like lord work through me work in me move and, and around me and, right. and advance your kingdom right. so we seek the kingdom and then through this prayer uh when we're serious about it we extend the kingdom
0: yeah and i i think you're tapping the lord's really been convicting <laughs> me recently on just um being more deep in prayer, more focused, more faithful, more intense, more intentional. Um, And I I think that goes back to the being poor in spirit. And I'm going to preach on this this coming Sunday, but just recognizing that I have no power to offer God, that my spiritual resources are zero. (laughs) And the power to change the world and uh, to make the kingdom come is not my power. Uh, it's God's power. And we've talked about before the analogy of a hose and a spigot. I'm not the source of the water, it can just flow through me to be directed to different places. Right. And that in prayer is where we turn that spigot on and allow the power of God, the kingdom of heaven, to flow through us in a way that actually. Um, brings life to the world around us in the same way that a hose allows the water to flow through it to transport that water to different parts of a yard. And um, yeah, I, I just have really been, I think convicted recently um, about my need to be more um, driven, focused, present, intentional, intense in prayer. And I, I think that that, um, I think there's this attitude in the American psyche that says, I'm basically a really great person who's done a couple bad things. And I have all the potential in me to change the world or um, be amazing or um, live my dreams and see them come to fruition. And I think that that is like a, I like a tainted version of the truth. God created everything good at creation. Yeah. Um, but everything in the whole world has been tainted, poisoned by sin. And um, that, that since the beginning of creation, we've wanted to be God instead of follow him. That's the temptation Adam and Eve fall to. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we submit ourselves in prayer in that way, and truly I I love that the addition of think truly thinking through my life and going, what would that mean for your kingdom, the perfect will and environment of heaven to be made manifest in my marriage, to be made manifest in my job, to be made manifest in my parenting, to be made manifest in my body, to be, you know, um, in church. That, yeah, in our church, right. About
1: people are hating on the church. And I, you know, my conviction is have you prayed for the church? Mm-hmm. Lord, your kingdom come your will be done in our church as it is in heaven mm-hmm. and how do we live out as that community and we spend a lot of time complaining rather than praying and thinking and that's my own conviction mm-hmm. so hey, i want to read a quote from will dallas willard here take it uh, away the divine conspiracy and it's it's totally connected to what we're talking about here it's a little bit of a longer quote, but uh, I think it captures things well. It says, From the very beginning of his work, those who relied on him had at his touch entered the rule or governance, and we could probably lose the scripture on screen right now. Yeah, good call. A rule or governance of God, and we're receiving its gracious sufficiency. Jesus is not just acting for God, but also with God. Hmm. A little like the way, in a crude metaphor, I act with my power steering, or it with me, when I turn the wheel of my car. And this governance or power is projected onward through those who receive him. When we receive God's gift of life by relying on Christ, and this is the whole point, we either put it all on ourselves or all on God. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is it's meant to be this dynamic dance or interplay of relying on God. So uh, we, uh, when we receive God's gift of life by relying on Christ, we find that God comes to act with us as we rely on him in our actions. That explains why Jesus said that the least in the kingdom of the heavens is, are greater than John the Baptist. Not, of course, greater in themselves, but as a greater power works along with them and through them. The greater is not inherent a matter of our own substance, but relational. We're greater through the relationship. And this is the this is C.S. Lewis quote. I'll close with this part, uh, this section. So C.S. Lewis writes, our faith is not a matter of our hearing what Christ said long ago and quote unquote, trying to carry it out. Mm. Rather, the real son of God is at your side. Mm. He is beginning to turn you into the same kind of thing as himself. Yeah is beginning, so to speak, to inject his kind of life and thought, his Zoe life, into you. Beginning to turn the tin soldier into a live man. That part of you that does not like it is the part that is still tin. <laughs> <Isn't
0: that great? laughs> oh, I love Lewis. Oh, he's just so great.
1: Yeah. But it's that dynamic there's a dynamic, and that's actually, the, again, the word for that power, God's power, dunamis, that mm. this work in us, that when we depend on the Lord in a, in a moment-by-moment way, God's power comes to bear in and through our lives and uh, enables us to advance the kingdom, which w- if we just try to do by our own sheer effort, we'll get discouraged and despondent because we just go, oh, I'm going to go do stuff for God. And then we fall on our face instead of going, no, God wants to do stuff with me, not for him. And that is an important distinction, I think. So um, that's part of this prayer
0: yeah,
1: that yeah. We're, we're, we're asking God to energize <laughs> and move and advance his kingdom. We're praying for that. We're, we're thinking about that. And then we're going, now, how can I work toward that end? in partnership with jesus Mm -hmm. so we've talked about that
0: jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of salvation is the doorway to that kingdom it's not the kingdom it's just the door right it's in the same way that you know we've talked about the wardrobe to narnia in the same way in the old testament the door with blood on it was the doorway to freedom not the freedom
1: yes perfect that's a great example.
0: And you know, that's the Bible's example. So if you got an issue, take it up with the Old Testament. But <laughs> well, and, and so, well, no.
1: yeah, go ahead. So we talked
0: about that. We talked about that um the 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 kingdom is is Jesus's whole mindset and that everything he is talking about is about bringing this kingdom and that in the Lord's prayer when he's teaching us how to pray, he's teaching us to pray that the kingdom would be made manifest in every single part of our lives. Um, and then, you know, we're asking people to, in order to live into that, to pray with some seriousness about that, to think critically through what does that mean? What areas of my life does this kingdom need to come? And then to uh, live in such a way that is obedient to that. Are there any other things in regards to, um, the kingdom of God and this new way to be human in our remaining couple minutes here that uh, you want people to know or understand or that you want to maybe impart to our church that you didn't have a chance to on Sunday. And if you haven't listened to the message, I'd encourage you. We're we're not going to re-preach the whole thing, but go back and listen to that. It's on our YouTube here. It's on our podcast here. So it's only a click away.
1: Um, yeah, so I would just also just talk about um, what it means to, um, so how? Uh, what is the kingdom, right? Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about for the next 10 weeks. Is under, <laughs> you're like, oh, well, it still feels fairly um, uh, um, like a, a thought exercise to me, not tangible. And that's because yeah, yeah. the word of God is what needs to help uh, it, it give us instruction. So to understand, oh, this is what it means to be a kingdom person. That's why we're doing this series for the next 10 weeks. Like, oh, what does that mean? Well, it means this, it means blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I need to realize my spiritual bankruptcy uh, and, uh, and I need you and I, and I want to, I need to be humble rather than proud and arrogant. Blessed are the the meek or the gentle versus the, arrogant and overbearing, you know, there's this whole set of characteristics and values that uh, God is forming in us, just like we read in that quote. And that's why we need the word of God. We can't just be listening to nice talks and things. We need to be actually ingesting scripture and going, Lord, may your kingdom come in my heart. And as we saw, reading the word is essential to this, the word and spirit, trusting God to reveal himself to you and through you and then to think of the most simple things i think sometimes we think way too grandiose and we're like oh yeah i want to just be um, do something great in the whole world Mm -hmm. and um that sounds great but what does it mean for god's kingdom to come in your home right now Mm -hmm. like do you have tension with your spouse Mm -hmm. and if you were to really pray lord what's your will to be done here in my marriage or with my child Oh, you know what? I haven't had a conversation with them. I don't know what their hopes and dreams are. I just need to, maybe God's, your kingdom's coming when I just pay attention to my kid, give him my full attention, and ask them some good questions to hear about their hopes and dreams. Your kingdom come in church. You know what, Lord? I, I can't have good relationships with people I'm not in relationship with. I, I, your kingdom coming means I, I'm in a group studying scripture with other people. I don't do small group because it's like, oh, these people are trying to get me to whatever. Uh, Too much stuff going on in my life. And think of the most simple ways that we can begin practicing this. And and I think that's when um, it becomes tangible. Mm. Mm. Uh, And then I would just close on this thought is the blessing. And um, there's a promise here for those who are under the rule and reign of God who've surrendered themselves fully. And again, that's an... Uh, Matthew six thirty three, but seek first His kingdom. So, is God's kingdom first in your life? Right. You right. know, and uh, that's you know hard to say. There's a lot of things that compete for first place, right? Right. But seek first His kingdom, where God, where I am loving God, I am trying to be under His leadership and control, and I've surrendered my will to His will. Yeah. Um, not because he's trying to control me like a robot, because he's given me a free will that I now go, God, your will is the best will, and I want to use my freedom to align myself with you. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And don't we want to see a world where we're living right, right side up? Where everything is people. made right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And starting in our hearts. And, um, and all these things will be given to you as well. And um, that's a promise that uh, he talks about food and he talks about clothing and shelter. And God, there's a promise that when we are fully surrendered to God, he's gonna provide for our needs. It does not mean bad things won't happen. And uh, we could go down that road if you want. But, but the point is um, God takes care of his children. And when we're under the umbrella of his leadership, He's going to take care of our core needs. Yeah. Again, doesn't mean we won't have suffering. Jesus had suffering. Yeah. But we're God's provision in ways that will build our faith. Because yep. we go, look at what the Lord has done. Yep. He's provided for me. Yeah. So there's a blessing in being in the kingdom that I, don't, I think is, um, one is we know we're fruitful. Was, one, and we're in deep relationship with God. Our activity becomes fruitful maybe for the first time, like in a a lasting way. And there's a blessing of how God loves us and provides for us in ways um, we can't see when we're just grinding it out on our own.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing deeper on that today. And I just want to encourage you, if you didn't join us for last week of A New Way to Be Human, Listen to that on our podcast, watch it on YouTube, and join us this next week. We're going to be meeting in person, outdoors at Holmes Middle School at 10 a.m. if you're local. And if you're not, join us on YouTube or Facebook, uh, and then uh, you can always uh, listen to it on our podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on Tell Me More, and we'll see you next week.